You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to No Credentials Required, episode 40. It's a 40, shorty. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to remind you, first, of our social media channels. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at BellyUpNCR. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. And on YouTube, just search for No Credentials Required. You can also subscribe on YouTube by clicking the subscribe button and then click the notifications button. That way you'll know when there's a new clip of this week's show or when the live show NCR Friday Happy Hour is live. On the podcast side, you can subscribe on a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, and Podchaser. While you're listening, please take some time to leave a review and a rating because it helps us with the potential for sponsors and partnerships. And don't forget our hashtags, which are hashtag Mighty518 and hashtag Local Sports Matter. Speaking of partnerships, I want to inform you of a new partnership we have with La Terrain Watches. Founder Dave has been a watch enthusiast since he was 14 years old when he saved his allowance to buy a military-style watch. Since then, his enthusiasm has grown into an obsession, and last year, he started La Terrain Watches. For a lot of us, money is tight these days, and Dave and the watchmakers at La Terrain understand the importance of quality watches for the best value. So they've released a line of luxury watches at non-luxury prices. Get your start with the Compass, Dress up with the Red Crest, or if you really want to treat yourself, consider the Voyager 1893. In addition to watches, La Terrain also makes lava bead and eye stone bracelets, and 50% of the profit from every bracelet sold goes to the Levine Children's Hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina. La Terrain also sells watch bands, bags, and sunglasses. Visit La-Terrain, that's spelled T O U R. A-I-N-E dot com and at checkout enter promo code NCR for 10% off of your order. Now on to this week's episode. Since Belly Up Sports is now affiliated with Unhinged Radio, I wanted to give those on Unhinged Radio an idea where no credentials required came from. The original podcast was started in April 2019 as part of a website called Broken Bat Media. My co-host Corey and I wanted to grow the website and making this podcast was one way to help grow it. So here's a clip from our first episode all the way back in April 2019. You're listening to No Credentials Required, only on Broken Bat Media. 
Welcome to No Credentials Required, presented by Broken Bat Media. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Mansfield, joined by Ryan McCarthy, the biggest Montreal Alouettes fan in Albany, New York. Ryan, how you doing today? Go, Al's go. <laughs> right, right. No more Johnny Manziel there, but uh, what are they going to do? Uh, I've I... Listening to some stuff and reading some stuff, and they got some plans in mind. It's just that this whole situation with Johnny Manziel and the CFL it just got it just got really weird. Um, so they got some plans in the mix, but we'll see what happens when they start the season. Maybe he'll go back to the Browns. You know, they've been signing everybody. Maybe they'll bring Johnny back as a uh, novelty. Uh, We'll so I say why I you put him on a slot receiver, sure, to to compliment o, o, Odell Beckham. <laughs> I don't think I don't think all those guys would get along. That's just going to be. But there were some big big moves yesterday. Some guys changed teams. Some guys um, got out of situations they didn't want to be in. Obviously, we're both Jets fans. So let's start with Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets. Ryan, what do you think? I have mixed feelings. Um, and the only and. The only re- only reason why is because he's been out. He was out all of last season. Uh, they got him on the cheap, which is great because they can use that money and the sal- they have in the salary cap to make additional moves. But um, it, it's it comes with mixed feelings because he's been again because he's been out of football for over a year and he's got to learn a new offense. Um, but I'm, I'm optimistic about it. Cautiously optimistic, as most Jets fans are, um, but I think it's I think it's an okay deal because they got him on, on cheap. Yeah, I mean the thing about Le'Veon Bell is is I mean coming out of college, he was kind of a I wouldn't say like a he wasn't the guy that everybody wanted. He was kind of a mid round, and he, and then he comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's a he's a good you know he's a good running back. But again, he had a pretty, you know, decent quarterback. And oh, by the way, he had some pretty good receivers who stretched the field, which gave him a little bit of wiggle room to work with. Um, and, and, but it just blows my mind that you're a, a player and you sit out basically the entire season last year. And then the Jets come calling to me as a Jets fan. I'm like, what are we going to get from this guy? He hasn't played in a year. He was basically just wanted out. So you bring that type of person into your locker room with a young quarterback, a young team, a new coach. It, for me, it just doesn't seem like it's, it's a, it's a recipe for success. I mean, what's going to happen if they start chucking the ball around and his carries drop to 10, 15 a game and what, what is he going to do? Is he going to implode? Is he going to start to complain and be like, I want out. I don't want out. Um, so, I mean, it's, I just, I'm not sold on this. I mean, I thought I would be more excited about it, but I'm definitely not. I, I, I can see your point. Um, especially since he had some character issues with a couple of DUIs and, um, and, and such, but, um, he fits right in with Richie was, Anderson, right? Uh, oh, not Richie Anderson. Um, yeah, Richie Anderson. Well, he's got you got Richie, you got Anderson, you got uh, Quincy Nunua, you got uh, Jameson Crowder, who's going to be their slot receiver. And don't forget, Le'Veon Bell has had some success as a pass as a pass as a passing receiver too, uh, coming out of the backfield, run those bubble screens uh, with the, in Pittsburgh, run those screens in Pittsburgh with Bun Roethlisberger. So he's going to get a lot of touches. Uh, it's just a matter of him getting comfortable with the new system they're going to have with uh, Adam Gase coming in uh, as their coach, as his off- offensive-minded coach, and he's works, going to work with uh, with Darnold. Um, you know, you could see some you could see some success success right away. I still don't think the Jets are a playoff team. They got some holes to fill on the offensive line and on the defensive side, uh, but I think they'll improve by at least two or three games next year if they if they keep him if they keep Bell healthy and he contributes to the, contributes to the lineup. Yeah, when I was saying about uh, him fitting in with Anderson, it was in reference to the DUI. Uh, oh. <laughs> as we know of last year, oh, uh, Mr. Anderson geez. had some <laughs> issues. And, and again, that's 
you have people in that locker room. The original no credentials required would only make it two episodes. Corey had some family stuff to deal with, and only a short time later, Broken Bat would no longer exist. In the meantime, I was finishing my bachelor's degree at Regent University, and I was also interning at the local ESPN affiliate in Albany that summer. I had two classes left in 2020 when I signed on to be a contributor at Belly Up Sports. I started my live show around for the weekend in late April during the pandemic with no sports going on while I was still writing, holding a full-time job, and I finally graduated college in May. Then the itch to start a podcast came about, and I reached out to Corey and asked if he wanted to restart No Credentials Required. And on August 12th, 2020, we rebooted No Credentials Required. Here's a clip from episode one titled The Reboot. If we make it to three episodes, that'll be huge. Well, I consider this a third. I consider this a reboot. This is this is two point oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be here. So it'll it'll be interesting as we get further into this to see, uh, you know, how sports evolve in this ever changing, you know, what they call uh, a new the new world, the new normal. I think the term they're using. So. I I hate that I hate using that expression. Oh, it drives me nuts. But anywho, all right, so. Corey, take us through what we're going to try to what we're going to do here on no credentials required. Oh, just going to talk about you know sports uh, news. Um, we're going to try to get some interviews with some former players uh, or current players. Um, but we we you know we're going to be talking local sports, uh, national sports, and uh, we're going to have some throwback stuff talking about you know some stuff from back in the day. I know when we had the original, uh, we talked about some of the Jets and the former Jets and. And uh, that was pretty interesting. So yeah, that's pretty much what we're going to be covering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, I'm I'm looking forward to to keep on going with this and you know, you know the reboot of this podcast where we're going to hopefully do a lot more and cover some 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 events. And speaking of sports news, let's talk about the reboot of sports. We got the uh, NHL. Stanley Cup playoffs in the bubble, NBA playoffs are in the bubble, and Major League Baseball's in full swing. Corey, what what you been watching? So I've been watching a lot of hockey. Um, you know, I'm an Islanders fan, obviously, but I try not to be biased when I talk on the um, in any uh, podcast or anything. But it, it's it's been really interesting watching hockey, uh, specifically about uh, how the NHL has really a kind of a master plan going in into this their, their season finished. I mean, out of all the sports, they were the closest basically to finishing their season. So how they did it with the bubble in Toronto, the bubble in Edmonton, I think has worked out really well for them. Yeah. And I think it's kind of put them on, on the spotlight. I mean, they're center stage right now, and I think they're doing pretty well. I mean, I haven't seen the ratings, but it's been exciting hockey to watch. And the thing at this point is people don't realize it who don't watch hockey the NHL right now has some great young talent there. Absolutely. And if you turn the TV on and watch these games, there's an emerging sense of this youth movement, which is really taking over the sport. It's probably something we haven't seen in 20 or 30 years. So no. uh, I've been watching a lot of hockey. Uh, tonight, uh, it's the do, or, uh, the do or Die game um, in the Easter Conference. You have Toronto and you have Columbus. So that should be an exciting game to watch. Oh, did you watch that? Come back from the from our new idea for this iteration of no credentials required was a mixture of sports and pop culture because those were our wheelhouses. We were in our forties, so our pop culture references were mostly from the eighties and nineties. So we added in a little bit of nostalgia. But in episode ten, we had our first guest, which was former Albany Empire head coach and now current defensive coordinator for the Iowa Barnstormers, Rob Keefe. Here's a clip from that episode. Well, I think for me, no matter what year you know, uh, year one or year eight, uh, you know, if I'm coaching for an organization, I always expect to win a championship. That's just that's just how I am as a person. That's how I am as a coach. That uh, regardless of an expansion team or we have a lot of young players or we got off to a slow start, whatever it might be, I always want to make sure that we're in a position to, you know, win a championship. And so kind of looking at my career, hey, get to the playoffs, you want to host home playoff games, and you want to win those playoff games, put yourself in that position. So I felt that all of the years I've been a coach, I've been able to accomplish that. Now, sometimes you win the championship, sometimes you don't, mm-hmm. as much as I want to win it every single year. You know, for the year in 2018, our inaugural season, you're right, we started off 0-2, and then we really, really got high. 
you know, finish the season. Um, I want to say ten and four. I think it was a fourteen game season there, um, and then going into the playoffs. And a team like Washington, a team that we beat five times, uh, you know, it was the sixth time that we were playing them, and we came up short. And regardless of the rules at that time um, in the Arena Football League, where you had to play a team twice in the playoffs, um, you know, for the aggregate score, you know, we still should have won the football game. Now losing it, one hundred percent, it created a fire. Uh, you know, I think every time people, uh, you know, have failure in their life, ultimately could lead to success. I think that's the whole point of, you know, being a younger person and learning how to overcome and, and uh, battle through adversity. That for us as a coaching staff, I knew how we needed to get better. I needed, I knew exactly what we need to do from a um, an athlete standpoint. Uh, the certain kind of people we needed in the locker room to help us get to that level, um, and then that kind of propelled us into what we had in the 2019 season where we were very fortunate to win the Arena Bowl and the championship and, um, you know, had a great year and, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the Arena Bowl was a, was, a, was a fun experience for me to cover for the, for as, a, as a member of the media. Uh, as I said, I remember being there for the first time as a fan in the crowd and, you know, our national, you got a national tele, nationally televised game uh, both, to, both times and uh, this one was on ESPN. Uh, so uh, it's funny, I... I I after the game, I went home and I watched it again. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I wanted to relive it. Actually, it's funny. I- lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. After episode 10, we started to spread our wings a little bit with creativity, and that involves some rants. That includes the rant from Corey in episode 13 when he went on a tear regarding the reboot of Supermarket Sweep. Here's the clip. And the one thing that you don't mess with is game shows. You know, you think about it, Price is Right, had a pretty good long run. You know, Bob Barker stepped away. Drew Carey stepped in. Still a great show. You know, I'll even give uh, Wayne Brady some kudos. He restarted Let's Make a Deal. It's a great show. One show you never mess with is Supermarket Sweep. Ever. And I'll tell okay. you why. Okay. I watch I watched the episode of the new all new Supermarket Sweep the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. it was terrible. It was garbage. Complete garbage. Okay, so let me ask you this. I don't I don't mean to interrupt your rant, but what's different from the original from from the new Supermarket Sweep? From the original, what's different? So the two hosts are drastically different. You have Leslie Jones, who destroyed Ghostbusters when they remade it. I mean, I never saw then, that one. I choose yeah, not to. Yeah, I, I saw like a part of it because I was flipping through the channels. I just stopped because I thought it was another movie and it wasn't. Um, but David Ruprecht, who was the original host of Supermarket Sweep, he's the OG. This yeah. guy. Was so he was like so his humor was so dry it was funny it was nostalgic it was entertaining and they she just is way over the top it's goofy and then I don't know if you remember this you remember Supermarket Sweep back in the day right you probably watched a good majority do you remember when they would do the sweep the guy would do the commentary mm-hmm. like she she's going for the cured meats in the cooler or whatever and he would do the uh, the 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 play by play. They don't do that. Not only do they not do that, when they do the final uh, challenge, I forgot what it's called, where they go and get the $5,000, they have the three questions. Now, if they find the clues, they get they can get more time. So they actually give them the option. What? Yeah. yeah. So if like, you're like, oh, you found the pickles and the Vlasic pickles. Well, do you want another 30 seconds or you just want to take the $1,000 you won? It's like price is right. Like, and I'm um, like, no. I'm taking the money. <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't. I would just keep going. Like, that's not the game. The game was all or nothing. $5,000 is out there in the supermarket. You got to go and get it. You got three questions. Answer them. And I'm watching this and I turn to my wife who, you know, she deals with a lot of my BS. 
Uh, and, and, and do we both look at each other and we're like, this is terrible. Click <laughs> off over with. And the rants continued two episodes later when I went on a rant about, of all things, Pepsi. Here's a clip from episode 15, Sugary Regret. It's rant time. And speaking of 2020, 2020 has given us and given us and taken away a lot of things this year. For what it's given us, it's given us the Australian wildfires, the pandemic, murder hornets, a complete space case selected to the White House. Yep. It's also taken away a lot of things. I missed out on my my on an appropriate graduation ceremony because I finally graduated from college. I missed out on a beach vacation. I missed out on time at the gym because we closed the gyms for six months. 2020, but regardless, 2020 has not broken me. I will not remain, I will not be broken by 2020. That is until last week. Last week, Pepsi, God bless them, sent out a tweet on social media asking people for their, quote, baking failures. The best baking failures got a reward. And what was that reward? Limited edition Pepsi flavor, apple pie. Apple pie Pepsi. Now, I understand flavoring your sodas. Like, I'm fine with cherry. Cherry, actually, cherry Coke, cherry Pepsi. That's my favorite flavor. If I have a soda, which is kind of rare these days, I'm able to do like once a week, I'll have, I'll treat myself to a cherry Coke or a cherry Pepsi. I'm fine with vanilla. I'm super fine with cherry vanilla. Those flavors are banging. <laughs> but apple pie? Really? Apple pie. I mean, it's, I mean, apple pie flavored Pepsi is proof that we're straying further and further away from God's God's light. It's not enough that we have hard seltzer invading the beer market at a rapid pace, but now we have apple pie Pepsi. 2020 has officially broken me. What are they? What are they going to come up with next? Uh, pecan pie. I perish the thought. <laughs> pe- 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 pecan pie Coke. Yeah. You you know, Coca Cola is based in Atlanta. I'm pretty sure when you I, they wouldn't put it past you to say, "Hey, pecan pie, pe- pecan pie Coke." That's not a bad idea. Well, you think about you think about Pepsi though, Pepsi, and you know, I'm my career is in the beverage industry. Yes, uh, you are in the soft drink industry. Yes. Um, we're not in the soft drink intro. Let's not go with that. We're oh, a little energy bit drink. We're, Sorry, yeah, energy, energy drink. Um, but I mean, look at last year. Uh, um, Pe- uh, Pepsi owns Mountain Dew. They came out with candy corn. Their voodoo was candy corn Mountain Dew. And this Ugh. year, the voodoo—I forgot what the voodoo was this year. It was like it tasted like a grape skittle or something. But I mean, you know, you, you look at some of these flavors, and people just kind of going off the deep end. Like, hey, how crazy can we get? Like uh, with flavors. I'd be interested to taste that, just to taste it and see what it tastes like. And then, you know, obviously, I don't think it's going to be great, but you never know. I mean, um, companies always seem to come out with these, you know, they just make a concoction and people love it. And then they're like, oh, why'd you get rid of that? So I bet I know what it would taste like. It would taste like sugary regret. That's what it would taste like. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are times. I'm going to make. We started to establish a groove with additional guests. In episode 16, we interviewed UMass hockey player Matt Murray. And we also interviewed former athletes like our friend Colin Taylor from formerly of the Albany Empire. But in January 2021 came a big opportunity when I had the chance to interview Sean Patrick Flannery, who's promoting a new movie called Born a Champion. Here's a clip from that special episode. Now, how are you approached about this movie? You're working with Alex, uh, Alex Renaviello. Uh, he does a lot of, he's done a lot of sports movies in the past, but this is a bit different than, uh, than what he's done. I, I see I did, he did a wrestling movie. He did a BMX movie. Uh, but this is a little different. This looks like a little, a little, a little different than uh, the movies he's done. What was it like working with Alex? You know, it, 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 this, the creative process here started way back in 2007, oh, wow. believe that. just to give you an idea of the gestation process. I wrote this in my bed one night in 2007, <clears throat> and I woke up the next day and I thought, okay, I need to send this to somebody. So I sent it to a buddy of mine who I knew from Boondock Saints, hmm. and he read it and he said, man, we need to make this into a film. And so it took that long. So the creative process has been going on 
so long. A lot of people think, uh, you know, when I tell them that, uh, you know, we filmed this the summer of 2019, um, you know, almost two years ago. Wow. Filmed it. And so we've been in post-production this entire time. So the creative process is so long and drawn out from inception to realization that, you know, there's so many people involved. And like, for example, the DP, Ruben, I thought did an amazing job. It's like everybody that you come into contact with uh, from, uh, you know, across the board. There are so many moving parts. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for each and every one of them to see this all the way to the screen, which is today. Today. <laughs> now you got you get a chance to work with a guy like Dennis Quaid. He's done sports movies before. What was it like working with Dennis? Man, I'll tell you the best thing is you know when you work with somebody like that, you hope they don't let you down. And man, he didn't. That <laughs> he is the most solid dude in the history of solid dudes. <laughs> I love and adore that guy. I mean, obviously he's one of the best actors in in America, but as well as when he walked into the set, he couldn't, he couldn't be less assuming. He, he's just, there's no pretense about him. Um, uh, it, 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 it's just, I, I, I adore that guy. And for the ease that he came onto the set. And uh, I wouldn't tell you that if it wasn't true either. I, I, I adore that guy. It was an honor and a privilege to be on the same screen as him. A few episodes later, Corey made the decision to leave the podcast, but I would go on to carry the torch. I'd bring in some guests from other Belly Up Sports podcasts. And after episode 26, I decided to put the podcast on a brief hiatus, but not before I took the time to interview an old friend from my hockey chaplain days, Rick Matera. Here's a clip from that episode titled, Doing Good in the Hockey World. Now, take us through uh, a typical chapel. Uh, what what goes into a chapel? How do you prepare for a chapel? Uh, how do you get in touch with the players? Uh, is are, are the are are the teams okay with it? What what goes into a chapel? Well, we've been like I said, we've been around since 1976, and so majority of the players, coaches, GMs uh, have heard about hockey ministries. So uh, it's not like a secret that um, we're we're hiding uh, from these players. Uh, we are the AHL has been so great to us, the American Hockey League. Mm -hmm. uh, getting letters out to coaches and um, GMs saying we're going to come. We have a, um, a qualified chaplain on all 31 AHL teams and soon to be 32 next season. Mm -hmm. And um, we uh, have, a, a, like I said, a qualified chaplain there ready to minister to these players. Uh, a basic chapel is, is uh, if you've ever been to a basic Bible study, um, and we just try to bring them the word of God we don't know where a lot of these players are coming from. Some are very strong Christians. Some some players have never even went to church before or never even opened the Bible. Mm -hmm. And um, we just try to be very basic with them. And hopefully the relationship will grow during the season where we can um, meet them, even get them further in their faith, you know. Uh, so that's our main goal is to get these guys to see that there is more to life than just playing hockey, which they're probably told that their whole lives that – it's only hockey, but there's more to life than just playing hockey. And um, once hockey is done, life goes on and you're back in the world. And the transition sometimes can be really tough for players. Mm -hmm. In the past, like four or five years, I've really worked with a lot of players transitioning right out of hockey into the world. And that can be difficult. Um, when you think uh, of playing every day, being with, uh, with a bunch of guys you know, and just playing a game and all of a sudden, uh, wow, the world is, you know, life's hitting me now. So I got to really... Uh, I have to grow up and not be a kid anymore and, and learn how to support my family. Now, are, are, are some of these chaplains ordained ministers? Are they, are they, are they, are a lot of them ordained? I know for myself, when I served, I was not an ordained minister. I had, I, I had ministry experience, but nothing with ordained. Do we, do they have a lot of ordained ministry uh, ministers and like licensed counselors serving as chaplains? I mean, what kind of people serve as chaplains? Does they have, do they have to be ordained or they can just be regular guys off the street who know a lot of things about ministry or hockey players? Basically, we go to a church and um, try to get a, a leader in the church. Okay, if you've led a Bible study, that, that's that's a really great thing. That's a great start. Um, most of our volunteer chaplains do work in the church, uh, where they already have done ministry work and they know um, the ins and outs of, of meeting people, reaching people, reaching the lost. 
Uh, and like I said, a lot of our chaplains are volunteers, so they take their own time out of their day. Uh, flexibility's got to be a key. Uh, yeah. You can get to the rink, and all of a sudden the coach says, oh, we're doing an extra workout or we're doing video, and you're sitting around for an hour or so waiting for the players to – to get changed and start your chapel program as you, I'm sure you've experienced that before. <laughs> yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so uh, it, it takes a lot to be a volunteer chaplain and uh, you know, the rewards on this uh, in this life are, are few, but uh, the rewards in heaven are even greater once we get there uh, <laughs> over the time we spend in ministering to these players, but it's all great. Uh, it's been, a, I've been in the ministry for, 24 years and uh, wow. it's been a great experience and the relationships that uh, are still going on today that I've made like maybe in my first couple years of ministry work. So um, like I said, getting back to your question, most of our chaplains are volunteers and mm-hmm. uh, they don't have to be ordained ministers. They could be deacons. They could be leaders in the church or lead, just lead a Bible study. Um, and that, that'd be a, a good, a good qualification. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Now, have there been situations where a, a chaplain has had to fill in sort of a, on a, as, a, as a crisis uh, counselor? Um, I know for myself, in 2009, I had to deal with a situation with the bus crash uh, for the Albany River. It's coming back from, I believe it was Lowell, Massachusetts, and yeah. their bu- a bus crash on I-90. I know uh, I talked to a, a Canadian talk show host last week, Rod Peterson. He mentioned that uh, Hockey Ministries was there during the, the really, really tragic Humboldt crash in Saskatchewan for me a few years ago. So I mean, are there, are there different situations where they have to kind of jump in in a crisis situation? Well, um, as the Boy Scout motto goes, always be prepared. Um, mm. I've carried that from with me uh, since my Eagle Scout days. So I try to uh, relate that to all our chaplains that we never know um, when that phone call is going to come. As you just said, you got that phone call and in the middle of the night, the bus coming home at night on I-90 and uh, sliding on its uh, side. Um, off the highway so we just never know and, and like you know hockey ministries is there for the hockey team hockey players and hockey management hockey fans uh we're there for whatever we need and um most of our chaplains have had experience um dealing with um some kind of death in the family uh some kind of tragedy that maybe happened with a player and, and it's all life stuff which um a lot of these players probably have never experienced before or never came face to face with it, but now they have to. So um, we try to prepare the player for, for things that are going to happen after hockey and during hockey, because, um, you know, hockey's great. I love hockey, but it's, 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 it's a part of life and it does leave you some good lessons, but there's more to life than just hockey. And um, so mm-hmm. we try to get them away from the rink and, and learn these things. In mid-April, I did a soft relaunch of the podcast and announced that the format of the show would change a little bit. The focus of the podcast would now be on pro and college sports in my current residence of Albany, New York. I'd also reunite with an old friend from my internship days at ESPN, Tom Gazgoslowski, and announce the podcast partnership with his new network, Godzilla Media. Here's a brief clip from episode 27 called Soft Relaunch. 
All right. So the Albany Firewolves coming to town to play in December this year, uh, joining the National Lacrosse League. I know they had another. They had an expansion team join. I believe it was the, the called. It's they're called the Panther Panther City Lacrosse Club. I think they're based out of uh, out of uh, out of Plano, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway. The initial reaction was mixed. I, I had a chance to watch the the uh, live broadcast on Facebook of the team name reveal. I got a chance to look at the uh, they had a chance to explain the team name itself and what it meant to the area, what it meant to the franchise itself. It was it was provided by Oliver Marty. He's one of the owners. He's one of the team owners and the CEO of of the franchise. So they explained that the history the. The, the the firewolves etymology the 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 background of the name basically came out of four things and the first thing was the history they wanted to keep the same the black wolves name they wanted to do a tribute to the albany attack uh, their logo their old logo with the wolf with the lacrosse stick in its mouth uh, the second thing they wanted to do was uh, that was actually that was the second thing they wanted to do they wanted to keep the tribute to the albany attack who played in 2000 from 2000 to 2003 in the national lacrosse league they went to the final in 2001 lost to the Toronto Rock in a heartbreaking game. I remember that game being broadcast on the air. Thirdly, it was a tribute to the Native American tribes. The Mohicans and the Mohawks are the original tribes in this area, in the, in the 518 area, area Kabbalistic area. And it was just an original logo. It was the original logo uh, and team name. It's very unique. Again, we've we've had a history. The Albany area has had a history of of having very original names for professional franchises like the Firebirds, the Empire, who I'll get to in, in a couple moments, the River Rats, Tri-City Valley Cats, the baseball team who are joining the Frontier Independent League, uh, the Choppers, the Attack, the Conquest, the was to be named <laughs> the Warbirds. I'll get to that in, in the in the in the big relaunch episode. And uh, the, the Albany Patroons, the basketball team. Phil, Phil Jackson coached here. Mario Elliott played here. He, he won two titles with the Rockets later on. But it's just another nickname, another team, professional team name that's unique to this area. We've always had, we've always stood out, the Albany area has, in terms of professional sports team names and orig- with originality and with, and, and, you know, just originality. So this is an original team name, the Firewolves. At first, I was kind of mixed. My reaction is kind of mixed because, the team name I would I've chose in the voting was the Black Arrows. I thought that was a really cool name. Again, it's it's an original name. It's a, we want some what Albany again. We want to stand out. We want to be original. There's your originality. But then again, we have the negative Nellies, and I was reading. I, I'm going through some of the. I'm going to read you some of the Instagram contents con, con, uh, comments. I won't mention any names because I'm not, I'm not into doxing people, but let me just tell you what some of these reactions were. Y'all had one job. This ain't it. Not the Albany attack. Sad. Apparently this person doesn't know about trademark infringement. I don't believe for a second this, this name won the poll that day did. Albany attack was no brainer. Again, trademark. L, just a capital L. Please tell me this is a late April Fool's joke. Albany attack should be it. Trademark. Let me see what else we got here. LMFAO. The what? Firewolves. Stony Brook called. They want their logo back. That's referring to the SUNY Stony Brook. uh, uh, SUNY Stony Brook Wolves uh, name. Dot, 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 dot. What an awful name. Worst name ever. Dumb. Sheesh. Is this a Pokemon? Y'all already had Albany Attack. So you stole Stony Brook logo and had a 10-year-old draw an AFW in it. How hard is it to give everyone what they wanted the attack? It was an overwhelmingly obvious choice. Trademark. What the hell is a Firewolf? Again, go watch. Go watch the pregame. Go watch the name reveal press conference. The logo looks like that Stony Brook Seawolves logo. Uh, Seawolves. Stony Brook Seawolves logo. And you didn't steal that logo from Stony Brook Lens Across at all. No. It's an original logo. 
go look at Stony Brook's logo. And this is why we can't have nice things in Albany. It's exactly why we can't have nice things in Albany. Nice things in Albany, because everybody craps on it. As soon as the team name's announced, as soon as the as soon as the team is coming to town, big expectation, big thing coming up. You know, we, we got another professional team, and as soon as we announce the team name, people crap all over it. And it's just, it's just. This is why people don't support. Part of the reason why people so, don't support teams, I think people just want to be jerks on the internet because it's just for the sake of being a jerk on the internet. Look, if you don't like the team name, don't support the team. That's all I'm going to say. And I watched the press conference, and uh, my buddy George Menius, uh, who was with the Albany Empire back in the day during the Arena League days, uh, he's now the he, one of the uh, uh, he's one of the presidents of the team. Uh, he is now run. He's run. He run the show there. They've already got season lots of season deposits, and I think there's going to be more season deposits. Uh, lacrosse is a big thing in this area with all uh, with you Albany and. And their success, and the men's success, and the women's success too. I'll get to that in just another couple of moments. But, but I, I just, I don't, be, I just, the audacity of people just to be, just to right away write them off because they don't like the team name. Fast forward to July, and I'm juggling two brands between no credentials required and around for the weekend. So I made the decision to. Cons- so I made the decision to consolidate the two and created NCR Friday Happy Hour. I would carry the same format like I had at around for the weekend, where I would have a beer while talking national headlines. But we, but it would be under the NCR brand. On July second of this year, I debuted NCR Friday Happy Hour. Here's a clip from that episode tonight. Uh, this format for no credentials required. The, the podcast format is typically local sports centered in the Albany, New York capital region area. And what I decided to do is conglomerate the format for around for the weekend, which the last call was a couple weeks ago and incorporate into a, 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 a Friday talk show, live talk show, talk about the national headlines for the week, talk about, Breaking news uh, happened on Friday, or this happened. This happened on Friday. What's <laughs> don't get off my microphone? <laughs> uh, but just talk about national sports, national headlines that happened during the week. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, those topics are Stanley Cup Final. Can Montreal come back? The NBA playoffs. I'm buying in. <laughs> I'm actually entertained by the NBA NBA playoffs this year, and the Olympics. You might have to count me out. I might not be too too excited about this year, but about the Olympics. Plus getting some multiple, this, uh, again, some miscellaneous news for the week. And I've already got a comment from my buddy, Gaz. I love you, Ryan. Love you too, buddy. <laughs> oh, this is my son's favorite show. I don't know why this is your favorite son's favorite show. I'm just drinking and talking about sports. Maybe, he's my, maybe I've got like a, 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 like an ASMR type voice where it's, I'm very soothing. Like I'm very soothing. and I'm very talkative like this. I can talk like this in the ASMR and I talk like this every night. <laughs> Blue's Clues number two. Yeah, Blue's Clues number two without the uh, without the uh, drag queen. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But let's get to talking about what I'm drinking tonight for this week's Beer of the Week. I stopped by this afternoon at my friends at Slickfin Brewing up in Fort Edward, New York. And I picked up a crowler of their Demolition IPA. It's their Demolition IPA right here. It's 7.2, I'm sorry, 7% ABV. It's a New England style IPA. And there's a reason why they named this particular IPA Demolition. And the Demolition, what they do is that they, they're actually adding a, and this was explained to me today by the co-owner, Heather. Uh, it's a husband-wife team. Uh, the hu- the husband, Chris, I've met Chris. He's a great guy. He is a former explosives expert <laughs> for the U.S. Marines. Uh, he served a couple times in Iraq, decided to start his own brewery in Fort Edward, New York. It's a, it's a historic place, filled with a lot of history. And, of course, the uh, Independence Weekend is coming up, so so, uh, you know, you know, happy birthday, United States. And, you know, uh, he decided to start a brewery a couple of years ago. And what they've done is that they've actually demolished the building next to on the right of where the brewery is. Uh, they expanded a little bit. They've got now, I, I think it's a one and a half ton uh, 
one and a half, um, they've now making one and a half kegs of beer per per series now. And what they they named this IPA to celebrate the demolition of the building next door, uh, and made an IPA. Uh, what they're going to do is that they're going to make next door. They're going to make, I guess, what Heather explained to me is an is a is an all seasons beer garden. I'm kind of curious to see what that is. Hopefully, maybe I can do a maybe I can do a show live show from there. But it'll be interesting to see what that all seasons beer garden looks like. Uh, maybe some heated. Maybe they'll they'll put the uh, the patio will be heated. There'll be some towers where they have the furnaces for some. Uh, some not fire pits, but just the uh, propane tanks that let the light fires, and you know. But they uh, they came up with this IPA. It's uh, according to Untapped, it's a New England IPA. But uh, we'll see about that. I mean, I, I had a little taste this afternoon to try it out, and I'm gonna pour some right now. Make sure I'm getting on my laptop here. There we go. All right. And as usual, my co-host with Around for the Weekend made it to Friday's NCR, Friday happy hour, my mason jar mug. Let's give it a pour. Let's see what it looks like and have a taste. Guns as slow as possible here. Maybe this is the appeal that Rex like, guys. <laughs> he likes to see me pour a beer. Maybe I have a soothing voice. I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. Like when I hold babies, like they, they huddle up like right near my chest. Uh, so it's different when I hold little babies. It's just, it's very, and especially newborns and infants, like less than two months old, like they'll cuddle up right here so i must have i must have like a soothing voice or something like that so all right here's the little bit ahead on that but beautiful clarity nice amber color light amber color folks celebrating independence this weekend here's to the weekend enjoy your independence cheers everyone one thing I wanted to do with the NCR Friday Happy Hours, mix it up a little bit, add in some guests every so often, open it up to our friends at Belly Up Sports. And one visitor who stops by frequently is Vince Stover from the Sports Stove Podcast. And he has some very interesting things to say because, you know, let's chop it up here at Belly Up Sports. I'm sure at Unhinged Radio, we're going to try to do the same thing. So here's a, here's a little clip from one of the episodes that Vince stopped by on. And we'll talk a little bit about the Green Bay Packers. For your Packers, it was kind of a, I wouldn't say a close call with Aaron Rodgers finally deciding to come back, but what'd you make of that press conference? I loved it. I uh, <laughs> loved it. Loved every second of it, man. Like, so going in before the press conference, I was firmly on the Packers side of the story. I was against Aaron Rodgers. I was tired of him uh, and his antics and his drama and that kind of stuff. He comes in, he finally speaks, and he tells his side of the story, and he does it so clearly and so precisely. There were things in it that I kind of shook my head at, but overall, Mm -hmm. I turned back to Aaron Rodgers' side against the front office of the Packers, mainly Mark Murphy, who runs the the organization. And I still like Brian Gutekunst, the GM, as a GM Mm -hmm. at least, but... uh, That being said, I thought the press conference was refreshing. I mean, we want athletes to be that open because uh, it gives us legit information and we don't have to mm-hmm. guess at what they want and what they think and just assume things because they he put it out there for everybody to hear and I think he's going to do it all season long I think anytime he gets in front of a camera and a microphone it's going to be worth watching because uh, I don't think he has anything to lose at this point and right. I, I think his time in Green Bay is probably over after this season unless they make some changes mainly with Mark Murphy, if they get rid of him. And I don't think they're going to do that. So, um, so I think he's playing this season uh, as carefree as he's ever played. And I think his press conferences are going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Yeah. I, I mean, I think when you've in the NFL, especially when you've reached a certain age, if you've reached a certain age, you have all the accomplishments you could ever dream of Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl MVP, League MVP, all-time lead, basically all-time, all-time everything in passing categories in your for your franchise. 
you get the right to say whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) and nobody can, nobody can touch you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The thing about uh, Rogers is, you know, a lot of his complaints, his, his best complaint that makes the most sense is that he just wants to be in the conversation and they did not, they, they did not communicate with them over the Jordan love pick. It would not have been hard for someone to call them and say, Hey, just so you know, we're thinking about drafting a quarterback in this draft. If this guy falls, we're going to go get him, whatever. And he would have been not happy, but he also wouldn't have been um, surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, you've got the other things and the players, you know, he talked about all the veterans that, that they didn't treat right. But the reality is you have to, as a general manager, you have to make the moves that are best for your team. And Jordy Nelson was done when they got rid of him. Randall Cobb, you know, I like Randall Cobb, but, you know, he wasn't a top receiver on the team when they when they when they let him go. Um, mm-hmm. And all the other guys he mentioned, too, they just it was time. It was it was a fine time for them to go. Their careers were not going up anymore. Um, but I don't want Aaron Rodgers deciding who the Packers sign. Just like right. I hate watching LeBron James bring in his friends and hurt his franchise for the future mm-hmm. because he brings in all his friends. I don't want that from Aaron Rodgers. And as a Packer fan, listen, the Packers, I know, they've not won the Super Bowl in a long time, and they should have. But they have been good, if not close to great, and a number of seasons along the way. And it's not because uh, a player was telling them who to sign and those kinds of things. It was because the general manager did his job, drafted well, and brought in the right players. They've been to the NFC Championship game the last two seasons. And, you know, this last year, you could argue Rodgers was the reason they they didn't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean they've been to a majority of the NFC championships this dec- this past decade. Yeah. It's it's crazy that it, it, with all they've accomplished you'd think he'd be you know a little bit more satisfied, but yeah. I guess I guess not. One thing I like to do on the NCR Friday happy hours, give a little bit of wisdom every once in a while and goes back to my chaplain days as I mentioned before. I was a, I was a hockey chaplain for a very long time and you know if you're going to have a beer your pal and you need some wisdom, you might as well give, give give some wisdom to your friends. So imagine me talking to you at a bar and you ask a question about life or about sports, and I'm going to give you my honest opinion and mix in a little wisdom with it. So so here's a little wisdom that I came up with last week's on uh, last week's birthday episode when I talked about Tim Tebow and failure. So here's a little clip from that episode. But here's the thing. I think he's a he's a he's an interesting American story. In that, he's tried different things. Has he succeeded in all of them? No, he has not. And that's the thing about professional careers. But being a professional is that you you might fail. I'm good. I've definitely failed. <laughs> I tried. I've been. I went before I got my degree. I tried to go back to school three more times after I got my associate's degree. I went to UAlbany in 2007, 2008. I figured out pretty quickly I didn't like it. I tried distance learning. The the first time I tried distance learning with the University of North Dakota, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do there, so I I just chose general studies, and apparently I'm still enrolled there. I went back to Hudson Valley Community College, went back to community, co- community college to learn how to code. That didn't work out. That failed. People will try and fail multiple times in their lives, and sometimes they will fail miserably. I celebrate that. I celebrate my flaws. I celebrate my defeats. Because when you realize the victories that you the victories that come the victories that come after failure, after failure, after failure, the trials that come upon failure, upon failure, upon failure are sweeter. So Tim Tebow toast to you. I don't know if you drink (laughs) who knows. I don't. It's not my business. If you do great, if not, that's great too. I know you again, you're on team Jesus. So it depends on which, which part you, which part you believe in. Or which doctrine you go with, or which you know, open, uh, open-ended, closed-ended thing. Anyway, so I drink to you, man. 
you tried. You tried, you failed, and that's okay. That's okay. We're allowed to fail. We we are so prone to celebrate other people's failure that when we look at our own lives and realize that we're not perfect either, we, we keep forgetting that we're not perfect either. And the reason why his failures are so celebrate not so I wouldn't say celebrated, but they're more they're more in the limelight than our own. It's because he's he it's because he's generally a positive person. And a lot of people I want to see the people who are you know who are more positive be brought down quicker. And when we when we when we're so at, or when we're so stuck in celebrating other people's failures, we fail to see our own failures and the successes. And I'll read, you know, uh, I'm, <sighs> yeah, failure is a teacher. I'm sure failure is teaching Tim Tebow right now. What's the lessons that he'll apply in his own life? And is he going to stay? Is he going to be in football? Is he going to be still going to be in football? No. I mean, when he was on Twitter the other day and he said that I got cut by the team, I got cut by the Jaguars, but I'm grateful for the opportunity that Urban Meyer gave me. Bravo. Be grateful for those opportunities, even in failure. All right, we're going to wrap things up in just a brief moment. But first, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors at Belly Up Sports, and that's Manscaped. What's going on, sports fans? This is Dan made of the MD's Fantasy Football Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about Manscaped, where they want to let you know that the summer is here, but are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your dad bod or six-pack with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas, so join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for a hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY today. And that's about it. Thank you for hanging in there. I know it's not new content, but it's towards the end of the summer. I've had a really busy month, so I decided to mix up a little bit. I hope you enjoyed this look back into the podcast early days to where we are now. Next week, I'll have a guest and the week after I'll try to do, I might do another clip show where I'll review the summer that was for the podcast. You can always go back and listen to more episodes. And that includes episode 34, where I interview Brittany Wagner, formerly of Last Chance You. Thanks again for listening. And if you're on the podcast side, don't forget to subscribe on a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, and Podchaser. Also, if you'd be so kind to leave a rating and a review, I'd be much appreciated. And check out our socials as well. Twitter and Instagram at BellyUpNCR, Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR, and on YouTube, search No Credentials Required. And while on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell so you know when new clips and episodes of NCR Friday Happy Hour go live. If you're listening on Unhinged Radio, stay tuned for basketball talk on the midweek mid-range with host Parker Ainsworth. Thanks for listening to No Credentials Required. I've been your host, Ryan McCarthy, and we'll see you around the mighty five courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 